Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy. I'm so happy to have you listening today to a great episode on how to manage your sugar cravings with Jen Eden. But before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about how Jen and I met. We met at our speaker salon with Trisha Brooke. And good news, if you're listening to this, Trisha Brooke, who is a TEDx producer, a writer, a director, the curator and creator of Speakers Who Dare, is going to be having a half-day workshop for public speaking really tailored to medical professionals. So if you are interested, click on the link in the show notes and you can get more information on how you can sign up for this half-day workshop with Trisha Brooke. It's live in New York City, but will also be remote. So no matter where you are, you can watch it and it's going to be December 8th from 12 to noon. So I highly, highly recommend that if you are looking to improve your public speaking skills, learn how to fill out applications to get on those big stages, if you're nervous, if you have stage fright, you have to go to this workshop. So it's either live in New York City on December 8th, or you can watch it online. There's a virtual option. So just do it. Click on the link in the show notes under this episode and get yourself ready for those big stages. Now on to today's episode with my guest, Jen Eden. Jen is a sugar addiction expert, author, and empowerment coach for over 14 years. She is a graduate of the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York City and is certified by the American Association of Drugless Practitioners. Jen holds a Bachelor of Science in Biochemistry from Stony Brook University and attended medical school briefly before deciding that it wasn't the right path for her. Growing up with depression and anxiety, Jen has seen the effects firsthand of what sugar can do to your physical and mental well-being. After healing herself of gastritis in her mid-20s, Jen had since dedicated her time and energy to spreading the message about how to kick and manage sugar addiction in a non-depriving way. She simplifies the complex while delivering real results in life, food, and business. Jen is also offering a complimentary copy of her book, and to learn how to kick cravings in under seven days, and you can download it at the link in our show notes. So again, a huge thanks to Jen for coming on the podcast to talk about how entrenched habits impact cravings, what ingredients to look for on food labels, her recommendations to energize your morning, and food rotation strategies to prevent habit formation. So everyone, I hope you learn a lot today on how to decrease those sugar cravings and get yourself healthy. So thanks, Jen, and everyone enjoyed today's episode. Hi, Jen. Welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to have you on. Thanks, Karen. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm so excited. Let's do it. Yes. And like a little background on Jen and I. So Jen and I, I think we were, we, you were at 
unfair advantage and we met each other briefly there. And then Jen and I were part of Trisha Brooks, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. We were part of her speaker salon, which if you listen to the episode with Trisha, you know how close and how supportive this community was. And Jen was part of that community. And she just gave an amazing kick-ass final speech. It was just, the transformation was amazing. So I'm happy to have you on. Thanks for taking the time out. You are so welcome. That means so much. It was such a huge journey, right? It's huge. Oh, it was crazy. We could talk all day about that, but that's not what we're here to do. We're here today to talk about kicking cravings and managing sugar cravings and sugar addictions. And before we get into all of that, I would love for you to share with the listeners why this is so important to you and, and maybe personal to you. Oh, I love that question because it. I feel like it distinguishes me from every other person out there who's right teaching diet stuff and how to be healthy. And the, the thing I always say is like, I'm a recovering sugarholic for the rest of my life. Like I don't just teach this stuff. I live it. And you know, I was just, in all seriousness, I was just a really sick kid. I came out not well on antibiotics the first year of my life. It destroyed my gut lining, you know, back in the seventies, nobody knows that stuff. And when your gut is out of whack, <clears throat> you crave sugar. And so I was literally a raging sugar addict since I was a kid, into my 20s and into my 30s. And it wasn't until I, really into my late 20s, but it wasn't until I started to really figure this out and peel the onion, right, and figure out what is going on, that I was able to get control. And like, I wasn't on a diet. I say this a lot to people, you know, and I wasn't going to hell with myself. It was like this gray area of living where I could then put all my energy back into my life, right? And I have a family and I run a business. And um, so it's real personal. I mean, I grew up suffering from it. And so let's talk about then how people can kick these cravings. So I'll give a quick example for people. Jen and I were talking before we went on the air and I said, you know, my thing is if I'm, first of all, if I'm out treating patients, I could go all day and not have a craving and eat like a normal person and, and you know, maybe have a nice, nice breakfast, nice lunch, nice dinner, no snacking in between, no cravings. But if I'm home and I'm doing work on the computer, if I'm doing administrative work, I feel like I need to have that snack there where I can reach for something and eat mm. it, whether it be pretzels or pop chips or popcorn or something like that. I feel like I need it there. And then after I eat it, I feel terrible that I've just eating all these snacks. So what's that about? Oh my God, I love it. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to do this empowerment piece, right? So because I teach the food piece, but if you're not empowered, right? So first of all, we never feel bad about food. I take all the energy off food. Feeling bad I teach my kids is a waste of an emotion. So with all due respect, next time this happens, Karen, be like Jen said, I don't get to feel bad. So that's number one. Number two, I wonder when you're working, and a lot of women who come see me, you know, busy, successful, on the go, don't want to cook 40-minute healthy meals. They're like, can you give me stuff quick? To go but I still feel good so I wonder are you drinking enough water I mean some of these things are physiological they're real dehydration causes cravings so I don't even know if you're drinking during the day because that will definitely cause cravings before you go and have the pretzels or the poppy chips just drink a glass of water and just see if that one quick thing knocks it out it doesn't always work but all these things work in conjunction so try it 
The other thing is, and this is more the empowerment piece, but it's right. It's why what I teach sticks. So as a kid, did you have these habits? I mean, a lot of this stuff doesn't come from now because you were even saying, Jen, I know intellectually I'm fine, but there's something almost bigger than me taking over saying chip. So for me, when that's the case, and like people say they go to the movies and they have to have popcorn and a Coke or the goobers or the M&Ms and it's hysterical. I know because I experiment with everything I teach. And so I one day was like, I'm not going to have anything. I'm just going to go. And I remember feeling like a loss, like something was missing. The movie actually wasn't as enjoyable. And I came out like that was a crazy experiment. But I will tell you, as I kept going to the movies, because I don't really do anything at the movies. I just drink water now. I broke that habit. So it could almost just be a habit. And a lot of what I teach is, yes, right, this physiological could be cravings from dehydration, but it's also, it could be a habit so strong that you've built up that we literally need to, can I go there, like rewire yeah. the yeah. nerve circuits, like rewire. Um, Karen's working really hard. Karen didn't have a break. Karen's not going to use food as her break. I, it's almost that simple. And um, it works. So. But- what, what do I do then? So I'm, I, get, I get home, I'm on the couch, I'm on the computer. Yeah. How do I, what can I do okay. to break that habit? Well, so did you eat that day? See, because a lot of times we Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I usually eat. And what time of day do you want the snack? Mm, it's usually around 2, 3 o'clock. Okay. On weekends, if you're home, do you have the same time of day that you want it? Or is it just when you're working? I think it's just when I'm working. Interesting. I think, but I'm not 100% sure. I'd have okay. to keep a diary. So you can keep track and see if it's a weekend thing too or just being home at 2 o'clock triggers you unrelated to working. Um, I mean, I'm pausing. So for me, I'm going to allow myself to feel really uncomfortable. And I'm going to drink some water. I'm going to pace my house. And really, so what's something else I teach? I make everything an experiment. So because I'm not you, right? I don't immediately, oh my God, I know the answer. It could be the dehydration, but you're going to know the answer by me telling you to just take a break. My guess is you almost just need a break. You need a break. Like you've worked too hard and you need a break. And for me then, let's say you do all that and you still want a snack. I'm just going for a piece of fruit and I'm going to see if literally your brain is so depleted, could be of sugar, right? Of glucose. It's what it needs to function that you might actually just need some brain food and you just because we haven't worked together you didn't know that a tool could be well just switch what you're eating and get used to having an organic green apple because they're my favorite and every day do that if you're home for five days and you see if it changes it up because I can guarantee it will okay so I will do I will do a five-day experiment And then I will report back on a later episode of how this went. So I will try a five-day experiment of kind of swapping out and, or even maybe doing work somewhere not at home and see if I still have those cravings. Because like you said, it might just be this habit of, okay, I get home, I sit on the couch and, and this is what I do. Or maybe I sit at my table instead of sitting at the couch or at my desk or something. So I will give that a try. Great. Do you want to know how I know that? Yes. 
because I'm all about science. I really am. So while what I teach is intuitive, right? And I've been at it for over 14 years, but I read a lot of books and it's really amazing. So for myself, so I grew up with a lot of depression, anxiety, hence sugar for me was very comforting. And I was reading books about um, the mind, about patterns that repeat themselves. And the book had me just starting to take notice of um, when I'm feeling certain things during the day and just notice the way you are if I have them every day at the same time. And every day at around the same time, around three o'clock, I would have some low level panic. Nothing major, don't need medication, but I noticed could be similar, but in this case, it was just like almost low level anxiety every day. And I noticed, but I never knew it was at the same time. And then I had to really just rewire what goes on for me at three o'clock. Am I tired from the day? Do I need a break? And I'm happy to say it's rewired and I no longer have that, that pattern. Like a lot of women wake up and they feel anxious and they go to coffee, they go to this. And so I do a lot of awareness work too. So I'm excited to see it. It's breakable. Okay. Well, that's, and I think that's great. And even for other people out there listening, you may have, you may be able to relate to what I just said and take some of these uh, little, these tips from Jen of, well, let's first try drinking a glass of water. Let's switch out your, your maybe not so great foods for something a little more healthy. Let's switch out where you're spending that time, physically spending that time at that time of day and, and see if you can kind of break that habit because yeah, I, I, every time I do it and like I said, I feel bad for myself, but I won't feel bad for myself anymore. No. And neurons that no longer wire together, they no longer fire together. So by you not feeling bad, you're also rewiring the whole series of things you do to yourself. Not to mention, I would love to just two second that and say, you know, like the pop chips and I don't know, the pretzels, that stuff, um, loaded with chemicals, um, highly processed. And it truly does raise your blood sugar levels. And when they go high and low, it's just known. It's a fact that it causes you to crash and have cravings then for more sugar. So by also changing out the food and having something that's vitamins, minerals, fiber, you're actually breaking the cycle of what's going on physiologically in your body and and you're giving it some nutrients. So it's like a win, win, win. There's like so many reasons I say to do it. Yeah. And, and I love it. And I thank you for that. That makes a lot of sense. Now let's, let's go on to managing your sugar cravings. So before we went on, I was saying, oh, well, we can talk about kicking your sugar cravings. And you were like, yeah, that's not what I do. (laughs) That's not realistic. So you talk more about managing your sugar cravings. So can you talk a little bit more about that? That is so fun. Yeah, I call that, I should trademark this, the gray area of living, because that is where diets fail. That is where someone says, oh my God, I did this amazing program. I lost 32 pounds. And then six months later, I don't know what happened, but it came on plus some. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, the diet, you didn't fail. The diet failed you because diets don't work. Um, yes. So how it works is once you can learn to kick the craving so you don't have, like people have this 3 p.m. 3 p.m. crash, or for sure at night after you eat. I get it all the time from women and men, but a lot of women, I need something. I cannot go to bed without something. And so that's where if I can teach you to kick that at night 
But then when you're at a party, you can manage it because when we're at parties, I want to have it. But every night I don't, right? And that's a huge thing. I don't want it every night, but I want to be at parties and be social mm -hmm. and have some chips and a drink. So that's where the kick and manage it comes in so that you can be your successful self. But this food doesn't have to like run you and rule you and suck all your energy down so that you can't like run your business and you have a family, you know, be there for your family. This is extremely, right? Energy consuming for people. Oh, so, there's no question. So did I answer that? I don't think I did. So tell me again, you wanted to know, like, how do you manage it? Yeah. So let's say if you have someone who maybe was, like you said, a, a sort of self-professed sugaraholic, and we know sugar is not the best for you and it can increase inflammation in the body. I know there's a lot more studies and work that needs to go on with this uh, type of nutritional research, but I think we can say that a lot of sugar is not good. So Gosh, if we're yeah, so if we're sugarholics, what are some things that we can do to help? And that doesn't involve saying, well, you have to stop everything cold turkey. You're like, and we did not rehearse it, but you're like pitching me for my six-week program. What do I eat? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I just literally taught this last week. I gave out all the brands of foods that I eat. And I say that because, oh, Jen, who cares? Like your brands. Aha, my brands after 14 years of doing this don't have cane sugar in them. So for someone like me, recovering addict, I mean, I call myself an addict because I experiment and then 10 cookies later, I'm like, ha, 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 that was easy. They go right down. Um, it's really important not to have hidden sugar because it's there, it's hidden in all your foods in the morning in a snack in the afternoon. Um, if you're going out to dinner, I just did this today in, in my class, how to eat and be social. Because people, women, men, we fear going out because we know we're gonna feel like the next day and then crave more. And so when you eat, okay, so cleaning up what you eat when you're not out is imperative. People don't realize bread has sugar in it. Your pickles have sugar in it. Your mustard your vinaigrette, your crackers, I'm thinking of simple stuff, your tuna, mm -hmm. peanut butter can have it if you buy the wrong one. I mean, it's things that people, it blows their mind. You order a salad, you think you're doing great. The vinaigrette is loaded with sugar and then they throw these yummy dried cranberries. Dried cranberries are loaded, not like um, raisins where it's just natural sugar, but they coat it with cane sugar. So people are getting this inflammatory response all day long which is why the weight is where it is. People feel like they have to exercise to get off the weight. I, I mean, people can't see me, but we were mentioning right before the call, I'm not obsessed. I'm a mom of three, I'm 43. I'm in the best shape of my life. I work out three days a week and I really eat what I want. Um, and it's because it's these like these little tweaks, right? That I teach. Um, so for sure, cleaning up your food every day so to save it for the going out is, Huge. And does that mean kind of looking at labels when you're buying things yeah. or trying to cook at a lot on your own and, and that kind of stuff? Is that? Yeah. I would say number advice? one is labels. Okay. Not packaging. Packaging is deceiving. I mean, read a label. What's the first ingredient? Cane sugar? No, thank you. Cake where the first ingredient is cane sugar is a problem. 
I'll take anything, even though you know I tend to be on the side of less gluten, less dairy, because that's for another day, less inflammation for really everyone. Um, I didn't say none, I said less. Mm -hmm. You know, and the first ingredient is um, brown rice syrup. Well, that sounds good, rice. And then cane sugar, and then tapioca, and then I could keep going. It was was sugar, 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 and people don't realize that. And and the first ingredient is the most. So it might be, you know, six grams of sugar, but it's still pure, it's all sugar. Because yeah. So and what about like high fructose corn syrup and, and that kind of stuff? That's also a, a no-no, right? That is the biggest no-no. That's the biggest no-no. no-no. Okay. Yeah. So the high fructose corn syrup, and I can check the research, but pretty much everything that comes out of my mouth is research-based, whether it's something I've read online or experienced in myself or with my clients. It's highly processed. It is genetically modified because corn in this country is subsidized by the government. So it's, it's all GMO, um, which if you don't know, totally messes with your system and uh, your hormones. It's amazing. So the things I do recommend, let's go there because yeah. I love, so I love tips. I will give them away till the cows come home. So what really is quote unquote healthy, and I'll say, I don't want to say less damaging because I don't like to think of food that way, but let's just say less inflaming. Um, raw honey is actually incredible. It's healing raw honey stevia for people who can tolerate it a little bit of that. Maybe not in your coffee. Like people can bake with it. I don't love stevia. Some put it in their tea. Um, I'm I'm not a fan, but it's similar to those artificial sweeteners, but it's not artificial, huge difference. And, um, maple syrup is my absolute go-to for my family. I bake with it. Um, I've baked with raw honey. It's, it's incredible. It's very paleo for those who go, Oh, she sounds like she's talking paleo. I am. And it's just, it's just natural. Maple syrup comes from the tree. Stevia comes from stevia plant. Um, honey, raw honey, it comes from Mm -hmm. the bee. So, right. So that's the stuff. And I call it less drama in the body and (laughs) less drama in the person some people are highly affected by cane sugar i mean i that and you know for me alcohol certain alcohols mm-hmm. they really they do they can transform your personality so if you are nice one day and feel a little angry and a little angry um please know it could be your food mm, yeah think about what you're putting into your system so i love those tips so instead of the high fructose corn syrup and the cane sugar and the other, what was the, another syrup? Oh, everything. Tapioca everything. Syrup, brown yeah, rice sugar. Brown rice sugar. So instead we can look for raw honey, stevia, maple syrup. Um, this is there. I mean, they're all just different versions of sugar. Yeah. They're yeah. getting sneaky with how to put that in stuff now. It's just sneaky. It's, yeah. You could Google hundred different ways food um, sugar is hidden. And you'd be like, oh my God, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that. You just have no idea. Perfect. So it's great, all- great. And now what about, so we've talked about kind of kicking, kicking those cravings, getting over that 3 p.m. slump, sugar, which I'm sure we could go on forever, but for time's sake, let's talk about how to start your day. Because I feel like people, there's a lot of information out there on 
you know, you shouldn't eat breakfast until 10 or 11. You should skip breakfast. You should have a big breakfast. You should have coffee. You shouldn't have coffee. You should have this. You shouldn't have this. Like every other day. Are you with me, out. sister? Just do it. Let it out. So Crazy, right? what can we do to start our day? So I just thought about this. So week two, what do you eat? Intuitive eating, but I will give you answers. But so what I teach, right, is follow these are the brands, right? This is how to do it. Eat organic for certain things. Let's get the chemicals out. They cause cravings. And then number two is try it on in your body because there's only one Karen, only one Jen Eden. So you got to try it out. So I don't want to say that they're right. Don't do this. Don't do that. Um, I've tried everything and it's personal. And at the same time, I've never met anyone who said, I wake up, I eat three pancakes and, and, you know, yogurt and a cup of coffee with sugar and I feel good at 10 a.m. So there are some rules to how to do it. Thinking of blood sugar again and what will give you energy. So you don't want to do things that spike your blood sugar. And for those who don't understand what that means, it means you eat or drink something and what you're eating or drinking very quickly converts to glucose in your body. It's the usable form, okay, of, of the sugar. Uh, it's usable, it is sugar, but it's the usable form of your food so that it can fuel your body. You don't want to do things that spike that quick because you'll have that high people get on. You watch people at a party, kids for sure. They eat something and parents all of a sudden are yelling at them because they're running around. Yes, it's called hyperactivity. It's what happens when you give kids cake. It's what happens when you give adults cake. Um, so that same thing applies to adults in the morning. A lot of women say, Jen, I'm hungry, but I have a bowl of cereal with milk and I throw fruit in it and I have a cup of coffee. Why do I feel horrible at 10 a.m. and I'm falling on the floor at 3? And I say, well, let's look at your breakfast. And it's highly processed. And I do not care if it says whole grain. That ain't whole grain if you're not cooking it. You have to cook brown rice. You have to cook quinoa. You have to cook lentils. Whole stuff, right? Whole foods. So a bowl of cereal or instant oatmeal is not steel-cut oats. You need to cook. So that's, a, I teach very practical. Women are very busy. They don't have time. They don't always want to read labels. You know, that's what I'm hired for. Like practical. So don't eat that in the morning. Um, yogurt, it's packed with sugar. People say, oh my God, but I love it, Jen. It's so quick. Well, do you like how you feel at 10? So I say try it out. Um, for those who are vegetarian, they don't love my idea of eggs with some Applegate. It's um, not a lot of processed anything. Applegate Farms. Is a great sausage. Um, I tend to do eggs in the morning. I am big on protein shakes. 98% um, are garbage and will cause cravings. I drink one with um, some frozen blueberries, just a little bit. Blueberries are low in sugar. Yeah, I throw in a little hemp seed. I'll throw in, believe it or not, some organic spinach or kale. It, it's delicious. Throw in some cinnamon for anti-inflammation, some, um, some ice and some nut butter because of good fat. And I blend it up with my favorite protein shake. It's, it's usually vegan. Got some collagen in it late, lately. And like, I will drink that in the morning and I'm good. So for me, that's what, like, that's what I like. And I don't get up and eat right away. For me, I work out on a fast.
But for those who say, Jen, I wake up and I'm a little like shaky, have something, preferably not your coffee first. Coffee will do that to you. So I'm like, have something, a piece of fruit. Can't go wrong. Women are afraid of fruit. Too much sugar will make me fat. That word, not true. Lie, made up. Um, is that helpful? Like yeah. to think that way? Yeah, that's definitely helpful. And what, what do you say to people who can't afford organic fruits and vegetables? I mean, not everyone, like if we're being realistic here, not everyone that's listening to this podcast can afford organic foods and can afford all of this other stuff. And so, you know, things like maybe organic raspberries are expensive. Right. I don't right? eat those when they're $6. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So how, how oh. can people who can't afford the organic fruit or what about the people who don't really have access to it? There are even parts of this country where people don't have access to fruits and vegetables or high quality meats or fish, things like that. That is, that is fair to say. So I'm going to do the, what I'm going to get to the, that's fair to say, and then say, we're a product of where we spend our money. And when I talk to people who say that and I peel away at what's going on, you will be surprised what a gym membership, what two cars, I'm just being like totally honest, like where they choose to spend it. I never judge or knock. I just tell people for the extra, maybe $20 in your bill. See, maybe you don't buy the Starbucks coffee. It's incredible just to be conscious. Because I find that it doesn't have to be as expensive as people think. It does not. And you start slow. There's something called the Dirty Dozen, the Environmental Working Group, ewg.org. You can go there every year. They give you a list of the Dirty Dozen. Those are the ones I say start with. And you know what? When raspberries are $6 for the little thing, I don't buy them. And I tell the kids, not this week. That is ridiculous. And I will pick something else. But we also don't go to the doctor. So all those co-pays people have, my family, knock on wood, we're not on anything. We don't go to the doctor. We don't get sick. We don't have co-pays. We're not on meds. We don't take antibiotics. They don't get ear infections. Um, yes, we get the, a cold. We get the natural stuff the body needs to go through. But you'll be surprised. So I just want to address that in all fairness. Um, and the truth is, absolutely, there are parts of the country where it's not accessible. So in that case, I say having fruits and vegetables, even if they are maybe not organic, but over some chips, this is still food, right? So food over processed, real whole food over processed will always win out in the body. The liver can handle it. The liver will get that stuff out. But that's another way to look at it. Um, that it can be that. And I know I do Amazon fresh for those who are super busy and I don't, I don't really shop. I'm going to give the whole food plug. Like I don't really do the whole foods thing. People think, Oh, organic whole foods. You know, I shop at, um, super stop and shop. You can go to, there's no wall bounds anymore, but shop rights. Amazon fresh is my best friend. I can't get over what I get there and the prices and they deliver to me. But if you're listening and you're like, Hmm, Try and get local, support your local farmers. You know, you, you can't go wrong there. And I don't know anyone with all due respect to our country, anyone that's sick who only eats fruits and vegetables. And, you know, even if it's not organic chicken, 
it's usually the processed stuff in conjunction with the non-organic fruits and vegetables that is the problem and the stress-filled life and with all due fairness so is that, is that a fair answer yeah i think that's a fair answer i just wanted to make sure that you know we're mm-hmm. we're not kind of excluding a whole group of people who are who might be listening and be like i can't do any of this i can't what are, what are these people talking about and and i think that if if you can like you said just switch out chips for a piece of fruit even if you just start once a week or something i think that you know hopefully people will be able to seek out and find maybe it's a local farmer or a farmers market or a a Walmart, because I think a lot of Walmarts have food in them now, you know? So instead, when you go to the Walmart, instead of spending the money on the chips and the pretzels, spend it on, you know, a little a little bit of fruit instead. I can guarantee that that swap will lower your, your food bill. When I stop buying processed, I do buy it, but for my kids, one of my tricks for those listening that are parents, so I rotate out the snacks because we have addiction in our family. I don't know if I said that, but I have addiction in my family, all sorts of addictions. So I know we're more susceptible. It just passed down. So when my kids want, let's say cheddar bunnies, so I don't do goldfish, but I'll do some organic cheddar bunnies. I'll buy them that week, but then they disappear. Because once you get used to them, the way Karen, we were talking about your snack, mm-hmm. it becomes a habit. So I never let my kids get into any bad habits. Because I just keep rotating stuff out. It is the most brilliant thing I think I've done raising my children. But I will tell you, I bring it up because the weeks we don't buy it, I'm like, oh my God, my bill was $30 less because it's amazing. The graham crackers, the pretzels, the chips, the, um, the breads, it is incredible. It's $5, five, 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 and it adds up. It's incredible. I just want to just make that distinction. It's incredible. That's great. Thank you so much for that. And now, before we kind of sign off here and I ask you one last question, sure. what would you like the listeners to take away from this discussion? Some take-home points. Ooh, I love that. Being healthy isn't difficult. It's actually simple. I say this a lot to my clients. It's simple, not easy. So, People get caught in and they blend the two together. God, it's not simple and it's so not easy. It's actually simple. I'm telling you for if you've been listening, you know, even if you're hearing just pieces of this, of our podcast, this segment, have a piece of fruit, whole, whole stuff. So I go into a lot, I've gone into schools and I've taught. And when I'm teaching these kids, these little kids, anywhere between kindergarten and sixth grade, you know, I can't talk this way. I have to talk in simple terms. And it made me appreciate Like I tell them, eat one ingredient foods because they don't really read in kindergarten. And so they know, eat a piece of chicken. You don't have to read the ingredients. It's a piece of real chicken. It's not something you open in a box that you have to read labels. A piece of fruit is one thing. Um, Nuts, it's just nuts, right? So long as it's not sweetened with stuff. An avocado is an avocado. A pickle is a pickle. Um, And so the way I teach the kids is really how we can eat. You know, it's simple. We just complicate it with this heavy marketing. If I can go like mm-hmm. heavy marketing, breakfast bar, 100 calorie breakfast bar. There's nothing breakfast about it. It's just sugar in a bar. It's a candy bar. Yes. 
right, my marshmallows are in my cereal so I can eat it. And so it's simple. So being healthy is simple. Great advice. And now before we leave, uh, this is the question I ask everyone, and that is knowing where you are now in your life and in your career, what advice would you give to yourself as, you know, as a young woman, a young woman in her 20s, knowing where you are now? I love that. Give yourself more credit. We tend, as a society, I own that. I work on it all the time. It's the empowerment piece of what I do in my work. Like, give yourself more credit. Credit is due more often. I find successful, happy men and women, we're hard on ourselves. And that causes cravings for comfort stuff. Like, I love that one. It's really nothing else. Just give yourself more credit, more great jobs, more pats on the back. Because I tell you, I can guarantee those who are listening, they're super smart and motivated. They wouldn't be taking the time to do this. So already you're ahead of the curve. We just need to acknowledge it and, and, and yeah, give ourselves more credit. Great advice. And, and that is something that I know I need to do for myself. So that is a great reminder for me. And now where can people find more about you if they want to reach out to you and find out what you're doing? I love it. So you can totally check out my website. It's jecoaching.com. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Jen Eden across the board. J-E-N-N-E-D-D-E-N. Um, you can follow me there or on Insta. And if you want to private message me and say you found me, you know, through Karen, I offer a complimentary copy of my book, Woman Unleashed, which talks all about this in about 130 pages. And I'd be more than happy to give you a copy. So you can find me in one of those three places. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for the generous offer and for sharing all of your information with us and all these great tips that I am definitely going to start trying tomorrow. <laughs> so thanks so much. And, and to everyone else out there listening, thanks for tuning in and definitely reach out to Jen, get a copy of that book. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.